Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hey guys, it's a great time to get into Barbecue Pit Stop, Utah's barbecue pro shop, and get the tools you need to up your barbecue game. Barbecue Pit Stop has the best selection of the best smokers money can buy, like Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more, plus over 200 rubs and sauces, and lots of accessories. I know you're wondering if you really need another grill. Well, a smoker isn't another grill. It's an upgrade from your grill. I haven't turned on my gas grill since the day I got my smoker. Head into one of their three locations in Layton, Salt Lake, or Lehigh, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah or in the entire region, for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orm. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Pitch Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CBX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. Now on the tee. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well... Fun. Hey. Of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey there, and welcome in another edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. Pleased to be alongside, as always, Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, who won the U.S. Open at Wingfoot in 1959. Yes, that's a little tease. We are going to talk our way too early 
major preview coming up on the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. We'll get into that as well uh, later on this hour. But uh, the way too early major preview coming up here on Real Golf Radio, plus uh, the golf life, aerating season. You know, we look forward to playing golf all year long, and then ah, spring and fall, sometimes and it's they different punch times. The greens. Oh, man. Bob, I'm telling you, it's like throwing darts at a beautiful painting. All of a sudden, there's a bunch of poking a bunch of holes in this perfect surface. It's hard to take, but it's a necessary evil. And to tell us more about that is a good friend of mine. He's the superintendent at my home club, Jake Ebner, uh, will be joining us coming up here on Real Golf Radio to talk about aerating season and answer some questions for us. One of the ones I can ask him about, I know he's going to laugh. Just because there's a bunch of aeration holes in the green, doesn't give you an excuse to not fix your ball mark. Now, I will tell you, you sometimes it's hard to find them because there's sand and a lot of other holes, but you still got to fix your ball mark. Right? Yes, you do. All right, we'll talk about all that. Plus, America's favorite caddy stops by, and then we got a bunch of other things. Slow play, another focus, again, at the Solheim Cup. Uh, the European Tour begins their efforts to try to thwart slow play. So, we, unfortunately, we'll be talking a little bit of slow play uh, as uh, as we go on. But, man, here we are, middle of September, PGA Tour in full swing. Walk, um, yeah, Joaquin Neiman with a win last week. Congratulations. You're going to Augusta again, and uh, you're – yeah, full-fledged member of the PGA Tour. So, and and that puts him right square in the the sights of Captain Ernie Els for the Ryder Cup team, or excuse me, not Presidents Cup team, not Ryder Cup, and uh, possibly a captain's pick where that's concerned. Interesting. Take one of yep. the hot young players, huh? Yeah. Why not? Just one on the PGA Tour, bring them to Australia to, to compete. Yeah, President's Cup coming up in December, so still a lot to get to, and uh, we'll have a good time. Talking golf with you, it's 20 years, if you can believe it. Bob and I have been talking golf with you here on the radio, and we're pleased to do so. Appreciate Callaway for sponsoring the show, and uh, thanks to you for tuning in. We're just getting started. It's all next right here on Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags 
set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Callaway with the new MD5 Jaws Wedges Spin with Teeth. Callaway introduces the new Jaws MD5, a breakthrough in wedge design and performance with the most aggressive groove in golf. If you missed our interview with Dave Neville, you can check it out on our Twitter feed, at Real Golf. Uh, Dave also, D-Nevs, also uh, tweeted that out as well. Uh, So check it out and uh, go check out CallawayGolf.com. And these new MD5 wedges, they are available this weekend. So uh, be sure to get a set for you. And you can also get all of the options at Customs as well at CallawayGolf.com. The new Jaws MD5 wedges from Callaway. And we thank you for joining us here. Uh, we got a fun show. Looking forward to talking golf with you for the next couple of hours. Again, if you're accessing us online, realgolfradio.com or any of the podcast sites or on our Twitter feed at Real Golf, uh, thank you for doing that. If you're one of our affiliate radio stations, again, very much appreciate that as we've been on the radio now for 20 years talking golf with you. So we appreciate that. Coming up uh, also, hour number two, you can find us on SiriusXM. 211, the Dan Patrick channel. We uh, love being on that site as well. So uh, check us out however you do, and we appreciate it. Bob, let's uh, first talk about the, and we're going to get into the way too early major preview stuff. I think that's fun to do. And then what I have to remember, though, is to actually make a note, Dave, paying attention, producer Dave, make a note of what we actually talk about so that we can reference that when we roll around into April and say how different are our thoughts now than they were six months ago. Because right now, there's a lot of things that we'd say, hey, it's all Brooks Kepka, this and that, um, you know, Rory McElroy, but you never know, right? I mean, so much can happen between now and then. So anyway, but it is fun to talk about it and take a look at these venues because we have some good ones coming up for the majors in 2020, plus the Olympics and all that goes along with that. So we'll get into that. But first, the Solheim Cup. I found myself watching the Solheim Cup last week and was super entertained. I actually really like watching Solheim Cup. I like watching the ladies, and I like how they featured um, their play. And and the Americans, darn it, they should have won that thing. They had the opportunity. I thought that thing was in the bag, 
And good for Suzanne Pedersen. I mean, the ultimate walk-off and then announces her retirement. Yeah. I don't even know if she expected to announce her retirement, but she decides, I'm out. Pulls a Costanza. I'm going out on top, and and that's what she did. But, wow, what an exciting finish. Yeah, there's a lot of slow play to, that came out of that, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, congrats to to the ladies. I think it was important that they get that W. Uh, it's it, it continues the trend that we talked about with Karen Stupples last week that when the Solheim Cup goes to Scotland – regardless of who, what team is favored, the Euros tend to have something happen, some unique or strange thing that, that occurs and it ignites that team and they rally and they win in Scotland. And they did it again last week. Yeah, it was fun to watch. It was definitely, uh, you know, I was watching some of the matches earlier in the week too, um, watching the women going back and forth, watching the U.S. team have a couple of the matches where they were one down going to the final hole. Um, that got them back in the mix and then having it all square going to the final day. Um, but it, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing to see, um, Pedersen make that what eight, 10, 12 foot putt on the final hole to, uh, secure that point that gave the, um, uh, the women in Europe the chance to win the cup. And, uh, and it was pretty exciting, pretty exciting to see her reaction and, and what, how she made it and that kind of thing. Uh, good for the game of golf. Good for the ladies' game of golf, no doubt. I, I think that's one of those things that, you know, the, the, the European Tour ladies needed to win that thing. I think it's important that the, Euro, that the, the U.S. men's team needs to win the Ryder Cup next year in Wisconsin. It needs to happen. Right. I mean, I know they're going back and forth a little bit here with home soil stuff, but it's got to happen. You have to have that parity. It's kind of important for the President's Cup that the international team find a way to win. Slap your mouth. I'm not rooting for the international team. Come on, Bob. Uh, I know, but but I'm saying the relevancy of the President's Cup, it is a it is an early season college football game. <laughs> a P five team against a group of One five. Yeah, it just yeah, it's not <laughs> it's it just doesn't it's it's it almost seems that the outcome is already set. Yeah. Except the last time they went to Australia, well, not the last, but times past when they've gone to Australia, that you know, I think that was the one victory, right? Was in yeah, Australia. They had one victory, and and they almost uh, they almost lost the last time they went there. Korea was close. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what you're talking exactly. about. Yeah, so, I was talking about Korea. Yeah. So anyway, point being is, it was it was good for the Solheim Cup to mix it up. Now stars coming out of that. How about the Corda sisters? I mean, I absolutely adore those girls. How, how they play. How fun are they to watch? Oh, they are fun to watch. You know, neither of them loses a point. They were definitely head and shoulders above everybody as far as uh, what they were able to accomplish and how they played. Yeah. So stars for the U.S. and hopefully ones that we'll see for years to come. Uh, I, I wonder, I heard an interview on SiriusXM PGA Tour Network afterwards, Christy Kerr, and she was not happy not being there and not having that opportunity to yeah. help the U S win and felt yeah. like she sh- should have been there. And she's planning look, she, you know, captain talk, whatever her plan is to make the next team. She's, she wants to keep going. And uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, Julie Inkster says she's done. Um, you know, which again is a bit of a sad note. I, I get to love Julie and the, all that she's put into the game as well. But um, it was it was a good event. So hats off, well done, ladies. Um, congrats to Team Europe on that one. It was down to the wire. I mean, how about starting Sunday singles all square? 
or tied yeah. or I guess we don't use all square anymore. Tied eight eight. I mean that's it's great stuff. So anyway, yeah, really really good stuff. So that's uh, that that's my comment. Now leading into the slow play, I even I, I sort of don't even want to step on that event, but it Rory brought it up. So if Rory's going to bring it up, and he said, look, I I love watching supporting the European ladies and and I want to tune into that event. And I love golf. I'm a, he, Rory says he's a golf fan. But he said it was tough. He said it was hard not to get frustrated watching how much time it would take. And he recognizes that it's not unique to the ladies. It happens on his own tours. And so the European tour is doing something about it this week. But your thoughts coming out of the Solheim Cup where this discussion continues. I don't really want to have slow play discussions every week, Bob. It's part of the game. I get it. But either we're going to just keep talking about it and nothing's going to happen or something's going to happen. Europe at least trying to make it an effort with their four points uh, approach. Well, I, you know, it, it is difficult. And because we're seeing a lot of it lately and it's it's rearing its head a lot, that's that's why it's the topic of discussion right now. Um, and I think it's it's finally time that the players almost revolted and said, hey, you know, say, hey, you know, something needs to be done. And it has to be the big players, the guys like Brooks Kepka, Rory McIlroy, those kind of guys need to step up and say, hey, this has to stop and we need to get it fixed now. So um, as we've talked about um the European tour is um, hanging a GPS device on one of the bags in every in every group. Um, that way they're able to track the players. Now, this isn't anything new because the PGA Tour did it last year during the Players' Championship and some of the events on tour, and they link it up and marry it with, with ShotLink, and it allows them to see not only groups that are slow, but players that are slow and that kind of thing, and they can kind of focus in on on some of those guys that are the perpetual problems as far as the slow play is concerned. So, and that's an um, important th- point, don't you think? Because one of the absolutely. counter points to the slow play discussion is that those that end up on TV, i.e. the star players, are getting sure. more scrutinized than those uh, that, that don't get any TV time. So this is equal opportunity monitoring, I think, is a, an important aspect to this, yeah? I agree 100%. Yeah, it, it needs to be fair for everybody. It needs to be equitable for everybody. And um, just like you would hope the golf course would play equitably for everybody that's competing in the event. So the four steps, and we'll get into that coming up. And in fact, we'll save it. We're up against a break here. But uh, we'll talk about the four-point plan and, and how it's going to be executed. Regulation, education, innovation, and field sizes. So they did have three that rhymed there, but the field size is just for good measure there. I, I don't know about the field size. They're, that is a bit controversial. Some of the guys are going to get kept out of that just in the, for the sake of uh, speeding things up. I, sure. But look, that tells you how serious of a problem it is when they're considering leaving some guys out. So look, you got to play better and you got to play faster if you want to make it on the European tour. And I assume that the PGA tour the will PGA follow suit. Tour too. Yeah. I assume they'll follow suit on this. So we'll take a short break. We'll come back. We'll get into this. Plus, as we promised, the way too early major preview. I, I actually love this because we're we're talking about majors. A lot's going to happen between now and then, but it does kind of get your juices flowing a little bit at a time when they seem so far away. So we'll try to bring it a little closer to home. We'll have some fun with it. Love your thoughts at Real Golf. You can tweet us there as well. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. 
Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CVX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, and again, thanks for joining us here. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for uh, being with us each and every week. This segment brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Sweeping the majors, sweeping the WGCs, both tours. In fact, all major tours worldwide. More players choose Odyssey than any other putter in golf. If you haven't tried Stroke Lab, telling you what, a putter that not only feels great, makes putts, but inc- imp- improves your stroke. Now, that's a stroke of genius. Check it out at Odyssey Golf. 
Com. All right, we left off by talking about the European Tour's four-point plan. So let's talk about regulation, Bob. Uh, the way it's explained essentially is when players are out of position and are either being monitored or timed, a one-shot penalty will be incurred after two bad times. Now, you get monitored if you breach the allowance of the 50 seconds if you're the first player to play or 40 seconds if you're the second or third player to play, so depending on if you're playing in, in, in twosomes or threesomes. And then you'll be officially timed. You'd have to, you basically have to have two more breaches. So I know one of the concerns is, is, well, if you're coming down to the final hole of a major, you almost like it to slow down and, and add to the drama and they're pacing around and they're trying to figure out and there's so much. The announcers are talking what this means. I think that still can happen unless you were out of position on the previous holes. Because essentially, let's say you're coming up to 18, you take a long time to hit your shot. Now that makes you be monitored. You have to have two more bad times. Yeah. Before you're going to be incurring a penalty that might cost you the championship. So it's like a three strikes rule. And what I, I guess I don't fully understand clearly enough is, and you, by the way, the European tour is giving you one time extension request where you get an additional 40 seconds. So it's like having your challenge flag. I don't know how you, mm. I don't know how you do it. You raise your hand, <laughs> you make some sort of signal. I don't know how, how that's going to happen. Um, like a little 20 second timeout, touch your shoulder, like in basketball. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> something's going to have to, something's going to happen there. But point being is you, you've got, you've got some time to spare. You sh- unless you're just perpetually slow on every single shot. And, and I guess, sorry, my train of thought, I lost that. What I'm not sure of is once you're back on the clock and you've, you haven't had two bad times, I don't know if it's consecutive. Then do you start that process over again of then getting monitored and have two breaches? No, no, no. And, and I think that's what what the PGA Tour or the European Tour has tried to weed out of the whole process is having to go back through the whole process again. You get on, you get put on the clock or you get monitored, um, you're going to know it, uh, and then um, they're going to be quick to, to doing something as far as uh, levying penalties or that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, th- the process doesn't start all over. So if you get put yeah. on the clock on the first hole – you only have yep. two more bad times the rest of the round. That's it. So yep. you don't, you can't get off the clock. Nope, not really. They'll mm. be watching you. Mm. They'll get you off the clock, but then, but it doesn't start all over. If if they come back and say, "Wow, we we saw you, you had a bad time again," then guess what? That that's your uh, that's your first warning or whatever. And what do you think so. about the times? 50 seconds for the first guy. And again, they're giving that guy an extra 10 seconds because they're just now approaching their shots. And what they're saying is the other two guys, they ought to be getting to their shots while the other guy's taking the 10 seconds extra. Yep. They're still walking to their ball. Don't stand. And this is a good lesson for those that don't play professional golf. Man, the, one of the things that drives me crazy, if you're, work, if you're waiting on the group in front of you and they're derbying it with the two carts going to every person's ball, both carts. Oh, it's just the worst. Isn't it the worst? Yep. There's no reason if you're not having to drive a person to his cart that you need to be over there where that guy's hitting his shot. So, so in my opinion, the first guy's got 50 seconds. The next two guys have 40 yeah. seconds or Is that enough time? seconds. Way enough time because by the time everybody gets to the, their golf balls. Okay. The first guy has 50 seconds to determine everything. Well, that second guy to hit, he's got 50 seconds plus his 40. Mm. So he's got 90 seconds. The third guy to hit got 50 plus 40 plus 40. So you know what? There should be no reason 
that those other two guys, after the first guy hits, there's no reason they shouldn't be ready. Mm. And I think, you know, that's a really good point because I think one of the biggest complaints coming out of the Open Championship was J.B. Holmes seemingly didn't even start thinking or preparing for his shot until it was his turn. Exactly. And that's the problem. Yeah. Notably on the first tee, J.B. Holmes is, what am I going to hit? And everybody says, you should know what you're going to hit on the first tee before you even get there that week. Right. Or certainly before you show up for your round, you should have a game plan. It's almost like scripting the first six plays or nine plays or whatever you do in, in football at times. Right. You shouldn't be stopping to look over to the sideline on the first play. You should be running in there into the game knowing what your first play is going to be. Yeah, there's no reason for confusion when you get to that point. None whatsoever. I think that's part of this process, right, is getting guys to think about it. Now, the the other thing is, is the education. They are going to, oh, before I leave education, fines for consistently slow players who are regularly officially timed during the season will increase significantly. For example, a player who was timed 15 times in the 2020 season will have to pay uh, 26,000 pounds in fines as opposed to 9,000 pounds. Wow. Okay. I'm not sure that really hits them 26,000 pounds that's about uh 35 grand 30, 35 grand yeah yeah okay but i mean for, for a top player that's not a big deal no but a top player you're not going to see in that position i would hope not no nope. all right so anyway then then on the education side every new member of the tour will be assigned a dedicated referee they're going to have to go through a pace of play tutorial Education. They're going to have to sign off on it or, or, or you're not eligible. Uh, innovation, we talked about what they're doing by hanging the GPS on the bags. They're yep. also going to be placing monitors on at least three holes. So when you walk to the tee, you're going to know where you are in relation in your position. If you're, if you're out of position, how far, or if you're ahead, that type of thing. So that's good. So it's going to not only will the players see it, but everybody else will see it too. So right. that's good. And then the field size. I don't know. That's the one that's controversial. Uh, they basically are going to go from 156 to 144 so long as all entered players in Category 18, which is the final 111 to 125 uh, on the previous season's race to Dubai, which is like their FedEx Cup, uh, right. make it into the event. So as long as you're, as long as all those people have a chance to make it into the event, otherwise they'll create spaces for those people, but otherwise they want to limit it to 144. Yeah, and so what normally happens or what normally occurs is in the short hour months, like the beginning of the year um, or in the fall of the year, uh, when when there's limited time as far as sunlight is concerned, that's normally they have 144 players that play in those events. As you get closer to summer and the days get longer, then they expand the fields out to 156 players. So what basically they're saying is we want to keep it a blanket 144 the whole time along. Okay. And they're going to also have larger starting intervals built in for Saturday and Sunday to create a better flow between groups, which is good. I mean, that's like... You, you, we've all been to public golf courses where they're sending out tee times every yeah, six minutes or something. Yeah, and it yep. just, I mean, what do you do? Or you show up at a, at a shotgun start for a charity tournament, and there's 36 groups, two yeah. on each hole. Forget right. about it. You have no chance, right? Yep. Uh, so I think, that's, I think that's the idea. Look, space them out makes a huge difference. One of the things that I love about Alpine Country Club where I play is when they're doing these events, they will build in a 20-minute 
like for the club championship, for instance, between flights, there was uh-huh. a 20 minute buffer. And again, it just allows if somebody gets behind or whatever, so that you don't stack up. And as long as everybody can keep moving, it just, there's something about just always moving. Even if it's a little bit slower than normal, you're still moving, right? I think we see that in traffic. I would much rather be, I would take, I'd rather drive an extra few miles and keep moving than sit in traffic, even if it ended up being the same amount of time, right? And I think sure. that's, that's the idea, is you just hate to stand and wait, and that's what we need to eliminate in the game of golf. Back to Rory's comments, sometimes it's really difficult to watch when they're just standing around not hitting shots. Right. So, anyway, that's what the, that's what the European Tour is doing. I would fully expect from the comments we've heard also, Bob, that the PGA Tour is not far behind in announcing their plan. Yeah, and and that should happen pretty quick. The PGA Tour is also going to use, like I said, ShotLink and the GPS devices, um, marry those two together, and uh, and and so we're going to see we're going to see some things occurring, and uh, you know it might not be the same at the beginning of the year as it is at the end of the year, but you know what they're going to figure it out, and hopefully they're going to um, put a stop to what we know as slow play right now. That's what the tour needs to do, and I contend that if the tour players start making an excuse me making an effort, and you can see uh-huh. it, the yep. rest of us are going to do that. It's the reason when I talk about the reads. I just coming into this segment, I said Odyssey's the number one putter on major tours worldwide. That's important marketing data for Odyssey because if more tour players are using Odyssey, you're more likely to do what the tour player does and buy right. an Odyssey putter. Right. Right. We've seen that in the 20 years we've been doing this show, being number one, and Titleist has dominated that in golf balls, and that's why you see they dominate in golf ball sales. It's it's a direct correlation. The golf industry, uh, the golfing public, go by way of what they see the PGA Tour play and what they do as far as their golf is concerned. Amateur golfers look at the pros and see how they uh, do things, and if they speed things up, then guess what? Those guys will speed up too. And you, after Matthew Wolf came burst on the scene and won, you saw driving ranges around the country, everyone doing their little hip check, trying to swing like Matt. But we we all imitate. It's the reason. It's it goes across the board. It's the reason there's product placement in movies. It's it's the reason why you have celebrity endorsements for for pretty much anything because we like to mimic what we see our so called you know, idols or heroes do. And and that's right. important. So my contention is, is the tour pros start making an effort rather than just talking about it and not doing anything about it. It will trickle down to the everyday golfer and they will start looking at ways because now it's the thing to do. Whereas I think the problem is, is the thing to do is slow down and be deliberate and go through all these routines and exactly you know, do crazy stuff that you see the tour players do week in and week out. Those are the things that we're trying to eliminate and I think when that happens in professional golf, it'll trickle down and we'll all benefit from that. So here's looking at you, PGA Tour, following suit. I'm anxious to hear what your plan is coming up to thwart slow play on the PGA Tour. Short break. We'll come back as we, as we promised. The way too early major preview. We're going to have some fun with this. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. 
Apex irons are the ultimate Ford's players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. Your hands, with the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core to give you the unheard-of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. Welcome back, Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Callaway and the ball that changed the ball. The Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. Available at CallawayGolf.com. Try a customs package for you at CallawayGolf.com. Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. All right, Bob, uh, way too early. Major preview. This is the kind of stuff you do in the early season. You know, we, we start talking about that. We're looking forward to it. Joaquin Neiman qualified for the Masters. Let's begin there. He has the opportunity to go play there at Augusta. Super exciting. Uh, it's what all everybody really aspires to do. Your dad, of course, winning the Masters back in 1970. We're going to talk about your dad quite a bit because we got a couple of his major venues to talk about coming up in 2020. 
So let's this start. Will be, yeah, this will be like the second time he's played there because yeah, I think he won the South American Amateur and then played uh, at Augusta National. I believe you're correct. I believe you're correct. But he's playing with a more legitimate chance to win. Yes, as a absolutely. professional, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So going back to the Masters, uh, it, it's tough to it's tough to think that there was a better major. And that tends to be the case. Yes, we are biased towards the Masters. Are we not, Bob? I think we're unabashedly yes. biased towards the Masters. Definitely. Okay. So, so, so Tiger wins at 13 under par. He shot rounds of 70, 68, 67, 70. 13 under. It, Augusta's brilliant. It's typically right in that 8 to 12 range. 13, okay. Three guys tied for second. At 12 under par, Shoffley, DJ, and Brooks Kepka, all right there. Jason Day checking in at fifth. Uh, Webb Simpson, Francesco Molinari, all there at 11, along with Tony Finau, who played in that final group. John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay, uh, in there at 10 under par, along with Ricky Fowler. So that's your top 10. Let me ask you, of those players that stand out, and I don't know if you're looking at the, the leaderboard right now. but I am. Uh, st- who are you looking at? and saying, I see you for 2020? Or is it anybody that's in that top 10 that we just mentioned? Well, I think, I think it's definitely um, guys in that top 10. You know, a guy that always, always seems to be showing up now um, who finished second uh, was uh, Xander Shoffley. Mm. I think you've got to watch out for him. Um, I, I think he will min, win a major championship before too long because he's put himself in those situations many, many times. Um, I think Brooks Kepka is a guy also that you've got to look at, no doubt about it. Um, Tony Finau would be another one, and I, and I think the sleeper one would be Patrick Cantley uh, with what he um, has done, how he's competed, and the play that he's had over this, this whole year. So, And then, of course, the sentimental pick is uh, Ricky Fowler. Why is he the sentimental pick, of course? I just think everybody wants to see him win a major championship. Gotcha. He's in that Phil category of how many yep. and counting? The Phil Good. The Phil Good category for okay. Ricky Fowler. Yep. All right. All right. You didn't mention Dustin Johnson. Well, I, you know, the reason I didn't me- mention Dustin Johnson or Tiger Woods is it, it remains to be seen how they come off of their, their knee scopes and uh, what they're able to do as far as their play and, and getting things going again. Now, you know, after the beginning of the year, or maybe a cup, you know, through the, the West Coast swing, then, you know, maybe we can reassess and look at it and say, okay, this is, these are the guys that you got to look at for this coming year. Okay, I'm with you. And it is the way too early major way too preview. Early. Uh, yes. uh, let, me, let me just bring out some of the guys you didn't mention. John Rahm, uh, who shot 10 under par and was three off the lead, 69-70, 71-68. So he had four rounds under par. I think that's impressive. And the guy still doesn't get it. He still just, he blows up on himself and he, and he just, yep. he needs to be patient. He needs to learn. And that's a process. I know he's going through it. The explosiveness of John Rahm, the fire and passion, that's what drives him. It makes him such a great player, but it also prevents him from winning some of these where you just have I agree. To, I mean, it cost Phil Mickelson for so many years. Yes, I agree. Even though in a slightly different way, but that aggression sometimes you have to be patient. Your dad used to point that out about Phil, and he finally learned, and now he's got three of them. So 
John Rahm is a guy that has so much talent, and this golf course suits him so well. I have a hard time thinking he's not a guy you got to look at when it comes to Augusta. And then Jason Day. Jason Day has been one of my picks to win at Augusta for 10 years. Now, maybe that ought to say something. Hey, BT, 10 years, buddy. Move on. But, <laughs> but, but Jay Day, and you never know about the guy. I mean, he's got these funky things that always comes up. But he shoots 70, 67, 73 on Saturday, and then a final round 67. So even if he shoots even par, well, I shouldn't say that. He'd have to shoot one under. If he shot 71, if he was two shots, he could have conserved two shots. He's tied with Tiger there. So I just I think J-Day has a, a great opportunity. I think what happens with the President's Cup there in Australia this December, I think he's going to play a lot into that. So anyway, that, that's some of my thoughts there. But I'm with you, Bob. I, I have a hard time not thinking that Xander Shoffley is going to be a guy that's going to be in a factor in every major. Maybe yeah. not to the dominating force of Brooks Kepka, but Xander has shown that that ability, and and clearly Tony Finau has as well, at Augusta specifically, on a bum ankle and then healthy in the final group. That's quite a progression. A top 10 with a bum ankle and then the final group and a top five in your second attempt. So you're going 10-5. So if you go 10-5 yep. win, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Very definitely, definitely any, any, trending the right way. He is absolutely. He is trending the correct direction. All right, let's move on to the PGA Championship, which is stop number two. And the PGA Championship, of course, was uh, played at Beth Page Black, and it was a slugfest shootout between two of the bo- biggest bombers on the PGA Tour, Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka. But let's be honest, this thing was pretty much all Brooks. He flexed his muscles in a big way in this event, coming off a runner-up finish at Augusta, and then goes out and plays as well as he did. Gets a two-shot victory at eight under par. Opened up with that 63-65 start. Really impressive. 70-74 on the weekend. Good enough for a two-shot win over DJ, who made a nice push. Uh, four rounds in the 60s for DJ, but it uh, was uh, not quite enough in that event. Uh, what do you like about the PGA Championship? It tends to be a little bit of a bomber's paradise a lot of times in the PGA and those two guys took advantage of it, especially on that big giant golf course. Yeah. And, and that is a big giant golf course. Now the golf course that they will be playing uh, in 2020 is Harding park in San Francisco, California. It's a golf course where they've had um, a president's cup. They've also had some of the world golf championships. Tiger Woods has had success there. One, uh, the last time they played there beat John Daly in a playoff uh, in a world golf championship there. Um, but it's not a golf course that you think of those two guys as bombers, but, uh, it's not a golf course that I think, dang it. You were uh, about to make that point. And then you go, wait, John Daly and tiger, they're I know, bombers. I know. Okay. And, and, but go ahead. It's, it's a golf course. That's a little bit more strategic, especially with those Cypress trees and all that thing. And the way they're, they frame the golf course and that kind of thing. So I think the USGA is going to set this golf course up, um, pretty tough. Uh, you're going to see some thick rough. You're going to see some, some because of the moisture in that area and that time of the year being in the month of May. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be tough. And I think, uh, these guys are, are going to have, uh, you know, probably around the same, same score as the winner as it was at Beth page black. So, um, but I think some other guys will sneak into the mix. Um, and, uh, I don't know. Uh, 
The rest of that leaderboard, Bob, you're looking at Jordan Spieth, T3 with Patrick yep. Cantlay again, another guy that you'd mentioned. Matt yep. Wallace, Luke List, Sung Kang, Gary Woodland, Matt Kuchar, Rory McIlroy, Shane Lowry, Eric Van Ruin, and Adam Scott. That's your top 10 from last year's PGA Championship at Beth Page Black. Well, and at PGA Championships, you see a lot of those guys that haven't uh, won a major, so to speak, or, or a lot of those guys that... Uh, that are not names that you would normally see. Those those kind of guys are the are the ones that kind of get into the mix of things in a major championship like the PGA Championship. So um, as far as as far as I'm concerned, it would be kind of interesting to see Kepka get three in a row. That is um, a huge storyline. That would be a giant storyline. It would be good to see Rory get another major under his belt with uh, with a PGA Championship. Uh, we didn't say anything about him. At at the um, what at the uh, at the Masters, trying to get the career Grand Slam, it would be uh, awesome if Jordan Spieth was back in the mix at the PGA Championship and had a chance to win, especially on this type of a golf course, to get his career Grand Slam. Um, there you go again with the career Grand Slams. I know, <laughs> I know. I, I keep vote. I keep I keep wanting to see that because it is such a marquee type of a thing in a player's career and in the history of the game of golf. So and it just doesn't happen um, very often. It doesn't happen. It does not happen. To very think often. Arnold Palmer is not part of the grand career grand slam. I mean, that's amazing. Right. Yep. So, um, so, uh, shoot. Um, Cantley, I would put him back in there. Xander, I would put him back in there. There's, there's a lot of guys that uh, that could get their first major championship. Oh, and let's not forget that's two majors in a row where DJ finished second. Yes. Talk about That's knocking correct. on the door. Just yep. keep, keep in mind there. All right. And now we go to the U.S. Open, which, of course, was hosted just down the, the coast from Harding Park at Pebble Beach. And Gary Woodland with a three-shot win over, yeah, you know, Brooks Kepka, both players at uh, double digits, Kepka at 10 under par, three shy of Gary Woodland at 13 under, 68-65, and then a pair of 69s on the weekend for Gary Woodland in a really great display of holding off the most dominant player in the game today, and that, of course, being Brooks Kepka, And he held on and, and uh, finished with style on that 17th and 18th hole. Very, very impressive stuff by Gary Woodland. And, you know, again, going down the list, there's Xander Schauffele again in the tie for third with John Rahm, Ches Reevy, and Justin yep. Rose. Justin Rose certainly disappointed in his effort on Sunday with a uh, – 74 after rounds of 65, 70, 68. Adam Scott, Louis Tazen, Henrik Stenson, Chesson Hadley, Rory McElroy all rounding out the top 10 at Pebble Beach. We shift now on the other coast for 2020 to Winged Foot. Yeah, Winged Foot, also known as Winged Foot. Yes. But um, 60 this, years this, ago, Bob, 60 yep. years ago, your dad captured the 1959 U.S. Open at Wingfoot, and uh, of course, that is now a very special place for you and your family. Yeah, Wingfoot. Uh, in in fact, I was I was talking to my my mother about Wingfoot the other day um, before we went to Morocco last April. Um, they they took a trip up to Wingfoot from New Jersey, and um, she was able to go in there, walk down the hallway, see. Um, they've got this hallway that uh at, that they post all their major championship winners in and there's like a um uh like a, a case with 
with all the information about the championship that year um, and pictures and scorecards and that kind of thing. My dad won the U.S. Open there at Wingfoot in 1959. And uh, in fact, he said the people that he was playing with or that he was staying with that week after playing the first practice round there at Wingfoot, he said, if there's ever a week that I can win the U.S. Open, this is going to be it. My dad ended up winning the U.S. Open there that year at Wingfoot. So awesome. Great stories, too. Hey, we didn't get a chance to get into the Open Championship. We'll do that. we got to take a short break, and we'll talk more about that real quickly in our way-too-early major championship preview right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orem. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. 
All right, welcome back. Leaving off on our way too early major championship preview. By the way, your U.S. Open champs from Wingfoot, Bobby Jones in 1929, Billy Casper in 1959, Hale Irwin in 74, Fuzzy Zeller in 84, and Jeff Ogilvie in 2006. Pretty impressive stuff. Davis Love the third, by the way, winning his only major championship, the PGA, back in 1997. The... Open Championship will conclude the majors for 2020 at Royal St. George's. And I got to be honest, that Ben Curtis year kind of turned me off to Royal St. George's. But as you go back and look at the history at Royal St. George's, it was the very first venue outside of Scotland to host the Open Championship back in 1894. J.H. Taylor, which of course is where I get my golfing prowess from, uh, won the Taylor. Yeah, 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 well, yeah no doubt. We, we call him Uncle Jay. Um, yeah, back in 1894. We were tight. Um, yeah, and then Harry Varden won there. Harry Varden. Um, he won twice there, actually, in, 19, in 1899 and 1911. That's cool, right? Walter Hagen won back-to-back there. Well, not back-to-back, but two of his Opens there in 1922 and 28. Um, you got Henry Cotton in 34. Uh, you've got Bobby Locke. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, Sandy Lyle won there. Bill Rogers won there. Um, Greg Norman won there, Ben Curtis, and Darren Clark, the last in 2011 to win there. So some interesting storylines certainly will be at play at Royal St. George's. We'll talk about it more on the back nine, hour number two, plus the golf life aerating season, a feature on aerifying greens and why it's important, plus the caddy. It's all coming up. The back nine's next.